appreciate everybody at Pivot Socks. Go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak This Podcast. Get yourself a discount. Get yourself some free shipping. Like I said, every pair of socks does support an episode of this podcast. So go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Yo, Sneak This Podcast, episode 346. Obviously no George, no anybody else today. Just me. I know some of you may turn your uh, podcast off immediately just only hearing my voice, but um, I wasn't going to record today, just sort of not really in the mood, a lot going on at work, and, you know, it's just a lot going on right now, so I'm just kind of, you know, I, I really didn't plan on going on. I would have hit up, you know, Rico, or maybe had someone call in, or, you know, um, you know, Don or somebody, but... You know, I was like, all right, last second, leaving work. Let me just go ahead and, and record a podcast because, you know, we do appreciate you guys so much. And um, I probably I will be going out of town um, the next week that we record. And, you know, I may do a, you know, an episode, you know, just walking around the city, be doing Thanksgiving in San Francisco, um, you know, with the family and stuff like that. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I think I honestly just need the break mentally with work and soccer and, you know, family, you know, it's a lot of stuff right now going on and I'm just trying to like really, really maintain. And I'll be honest with you, podcast is just not at the top of that priority right now, but you know, I always want to try my best to provide something, especially with how sneakers are kind of going right now, kind of how sneaker content is going right now. You know, I'm going to touch on a few things, you know, that's been going on in the news with complex and, you know, things like that. So um, and a lot of that is just my best guess and sort of my opinion on a lot of things. But, um, you know, some people have been asking me about it. You know, we forgot to talk about full size run and stuff like that. But I'm kind of glad we didn't because, you know, some additional news sort of came out. So, um, but I, I threw together a top 10 list uh, about five minutes ago. Um, I'm going to do, since it is, it is Thanksgiving, you know, I do try my best to try to stay in the spirit of the holidays, depending on what it is and if I can remember. But I'm going to do, I know one Thanksgiving we did top 10 brown sneakers, you know, with that fall color theme and stuff like that. And my son, you know, I'll talk about it during pickups, but um, I'm going to do top 10 orange sneakers to me. Now, pay in mind, I did this list about... No joke, anywhere from five to ten minutes ago. And I made the list um, off the top of my head from what I did. Order may be off. You may agree, disagree, agree or disagree. But I feel like the ones that I put on my list off the top of my head, um, at least 50% of them would be on. Actually, I'm confident that all of them would have been on somebody's list. So like I said, I'm doing top ten orange sneakers to stick with those fall colors or whatnot may do yellow next time we record if we're still in november not sure um but um i'll be doing at the end of the podcast you know this podcast episode may be short and sweet i don't know i just like i said man i'm just sort of mentally drained right now i got a lot 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 going on at work you know and i've talked about on the podcast taking a uh higher position at work and you know um i'll tell you it's definitely trying me professionally you know it's trying me professionally it's trying my patience, it's trying my composure, it's trying a lot, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, there's other people that got a lot of other things going on in the world. You know, shout out to my homie Mike, you know, from We're Just a Messengers podcast. You know, he recently had 
you know, a death in the family like that. And, you know, um, you know, I consider him like, you know, podcast brother, you know, there's a few podcasts that like I actually have communication with the podcast hosts and me and Mike actually have verbal conversations over the phone, like talk, talk, you know, and there's not a lot of people that do that. Everybody sticks to text messages or DM and me and Mike text and DM all the time. But, you know, you try to maintain your own self stuff and, you know, sometimes you get wrapped up in your own thing. You forget there's a lot of people in the world that got stuff going on, but, you know, I want to give out a shout out to him and let him know that, you know, whatever I can do and shout out to Mo as well. And Drew, like I said, we're just a messengers podcast and, you know, it's a podcast that I listen to on a regular basis, that podcast, obviously the Jones podcast and a, a couple of other sneaker podcasts with some homies. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's important to like, you know, show your appreciation of the things that you do, you know, I mean, I talk about it a lot, but, um, you know, it's, you know, the podcast, you know, you, once you start a podcast, you develop those relationships with other podcasts. You have your own like little fraternity, you have your own gripes, your own ups and downs. You begin the podcast with each other over the phone and through text message, you know, debating on topics and certain things you know there are certain podcasts i'll hit up and say yeah i didn't like that topic just like you guys and a lot of people do with our podcast but you know like i said man i want to give a special shout out to my homie mike man keep your head up man and uh you know my wife and i got your in our prayers man so uh pickups so uh pickups this week and i'm sorry if the energy is down like i said like i've just been really really dealing with it and i'm trying to like maintain i'm trying to get my stress levels down i'm really trying to to, to, to be i'm trying i'm just trying that's how i'll put it um but pickups so pickups uh i had no plans on buying these now i will say when don was here last week looking at like pictures a little bit more and don kind of talking about them a lot uh the dunk s you know it's not an sb the dunk low red panda um I ended up buying it, but I bought it for my son, my oldest son. Shout out to Oscar. That's my that's my man. Um, I bought it for him because, you know, he's 24. So, you know, one week he wears a 9, next week he wears a 9.5, the next week he wears a 10, the next week a 10.5. Who knows? But he asked me to get him for him, so I tried. Um, and you know how it is on Sneakers app. Your pre-size is already thrown in there. I just hit it. And I got a nine and a half. Now, this is me getting a nine and a half thinking that he still wears nine and a half. Of course, I hit him up and say, yo, I got you a pair. I got a nine and a half. And he's like, oh, man, I wore a 10. That's too little. Okay. Just a few weeks ago, you wore a nine and a half. But that's neither here nor there. So I ended up buying them. Now, you know, it's one of those pairs where it was like I didn't like them. But I started kind of coming around. And, you know, so it was like, all right, well, he doesn't want them. Let me see what they look like in hand. And maybe I'll keep them and do something with them. Um, Those suck. Like, I'm just gonna just keep it real with you they're they're fine um they're unnecessary i guess like they're not even in the realm of a must cop they're not in a realm of a realm of a need they're not anywhere in that they are fine if you would have grabbed them for you know $85 $76 $68 immediate cop but they're okay a lot of the features that I think I saw in the pictures that I thought I would really like, I didn't. I thought the tweed tongue would be a cool feature. Uh, it just looks like an old man suit. 
Um, the suede is really nice. The leather's okay. I thought the black or the dark brown midsole is what made them really pique my interest because I think if it would have been a white midsole, I don't think I would have cared for it as much. But it's the it's the uh, the brown midsole that made me go, okay, I kind of like this a little bit. It's a little bit something different. Typically all dunks. I mean, look, what, you see one dunk, you see them all. So I will tell you that this being a combination of different materials, um, different color palette, you know, um, I do appreciate it, but it's not for me. And, you know, it's partly, you know, my son comes in, you know, Oscar, and he looks at him and he goes, yo, you don't think he's as fire? He's as fire. And I go, eh, and he goes, it's a great fall sneaker, you know. A typical sneakerhead excuse, yo, he's going to go crazy in the summer. Yeah, I, buddy. You know, there are only a select items that go on your feet that are for actual seasons. All vans. Wearing a van in the dead of winter is insane vans are for when uh, it is it, for uh, 70 and up timberland boots well here in arizona it's hot all the time so um you see a cat wearing a timberland boot in july you're an insane person um Winterized Jordans. Yeah, you've all seen them. Those are the winterized Jordans that are made for winter. Um, they are for snow. They are for wet weather. That's so the water or the snow or whatever doesn't mess up the shoe because they're winterized. Those are for winter. Could you wear them in the summer? Sure you can. Ain't nobody going to stop you. It still looks like a Jordan. There's nothing different of it that you go, whoa, buddy. Are you wearing the winterized fours? <laughs> it's August. No. Um, you know. There's a few other things like, you know, I'm, you're not wearing a Pharrell human race in the wintertime. You're an insane person. Um, you know, there, there's a few other things I could think of here now. You know what I mean? You're all year sneaker. You're all terrain, all year wear sneaker. And even though I don't wear them, there's an Air Force One. An Air Force One you could wear when it's, you know, 100 degrees outside or if it's one degrees outside. You could wear an Air Force One. Them joints is built to last. Um, but, yeah, the Red Panda, eh. Another pickup I went and got uh, my son, the uh, Spider-Man Ultra Boost Symbiote Venom Combo Sneaker. Um, shout out to Ruby, you know, um, you know, she knows why. Um, my son is a huge Spider-Man fan. I mean, stupid, ridiculous, you know, and I love that for him, you know. I think at some point, you know, when you have kids and stuff like that, you'd be like, gosh, like, when are they going to grow up or get out of this? All right, enough of the Spider-Man. But, like, there's some type of innocence behind that, you know. It's like, man, I'm glad my son still likes Spider-Man. I see everybody else, kids out here. My son's 10 years old. I see kids younger than my son out here watching TikTok all day. And, you know, and it's not even that they're really on TikTok. They're just watching it. It's nothing good on there for them. Like, for every three okay videos you'd be okay with, there's about 15 that you're not okay with followed up with it. And a lot, a lot of parents don't realize that, I don't believe. You know, it's just kind of getting a little crazy out here. So the fact that, like, you know, he likes Pokemon cards and he likes Spider-Man and, you know, things like that, it, it makes me feel good that, like, I could maintain some type of childhood innocence with him as long as I possibly can. So buying the Spider-Man, you know, he got the Spider-Man 2 video game for PS5 when it came out. You know, I had pre-ordered that a long, long time ago. So he's been playing that ridiculously. You know, he obviously beats it, you know, within the first couple of days. But, you know, it has a lot of the things. You go get the extra suits and, and whatnot. Um, but when I got him those and obviously got him some cleats for soccer or whatnot, he's been 
you know, it's a back and forth battle with him. You know, shout out to Hustle Hard. That's our soccer club that I coach. You know, I show the board team. Shout out to Jimmy. You know, that's my that's my dog, man. You know, he started the um, Hustle Hard, um, you know, club soccer team. And, you know, we've grown considerably. We went from one team to now we got about four teams, you know, six teams actually maybe. And, you know, my son has been on there since Hustle Hard has had a, f- a few different iterations, um, you know, People know that I talk about Cortez on here a lot, and people know how good Cortez is at soccer, you know. Cortez is one of those kids that, like, you know, it's hard being his dad and coach sometimes, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's hard even being a fan of Cortez watching or being a teammate of Cortez watching, you know. One week Cortez will score four goals, and next week you'd have no idea he's on the field, you know. It's keeping him engaged and keeping him consistent, you know, is one of the hard things that I have to do as a, you know, as a father and a coach, you know, but, you know, I, I love the responsibility, you know, sometimes it causes a little, you know, tension and division in the house, you know, with my wife on how I coach and my expectations of them. But, you know, it's really hard when, you know, I'm, I'm talking to those who have kids, you know, right now and listen to this podcast. It's like when you see your kid be top tier, great, and then it's not, it can do something to you as a father. Mothers see a little bit differently. You know, mothers will be like, hey, you know, it's okay. Count to three. Take a deep breath. It's okay. You don't need the pressure. And I'm like, I'm sorry. We need four goals right now. Go get it. And he's looking at me like, like I just put the weight of the world on him, you know. But, you know, that's what it is. So I bought him some cleats from Adidas. You know, I bought him a couple sizes because, you know, eh, depending on what socks he wears and stuff like that, he may want a different size. And, you know, but he's earned them. You know, he's kicked butt, and his, his, you know, his cousin Rafa, too, is on the team, you know, my nephew. And, you know, I love them to death, man. I love all the kids as much as I can. I know I'm hard on them sometimes, but, you know, I, I'm out here battling YouTube. I'm battling Fortnite. I'm battling TikTok. I'm battling social media. I'm just battling things in order to keep kids fully engaged in something, you know. I'm like, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but, like, you know, some of the kids – you know, I'm always like, you know, you got to teach a lot of kids today even how to run. Kids don't play tag. Like, they don't know how to juke and they don't know how to move. Their bodies and legs and Achilles and shins and feet aren't built to move quick a lot of times. Some kids, yes. Some, no. Some kids I have to teach, you know. Some some kids, no joke, legit. You can see how they run and how they run is based off of, like, watching cartoons or watching anime and stuff like that. They run with their hands down like they're carrying a heavy sword or a big gun. It's like, why are your arms down? You know what I mean? But, you know, it's a learning process and stuff like that. But, you know, shout out to my Hustle Hard Club team. Love you guys. And, you know, we got a tournament this weekend. So, you know, we came in second place this past weekend. And, oh, it was heartbreaking for the kids. Not necessarily for me because they had been winning so much. And I think as a coach, you sort of want to see your team. I don't want to say lose, but you want to see them have to – figure it out some adversity you know if you win all the time you really have no opportunity to learn and you really have no opportunity to find out what type of loser you are you know um you know I'll just speak for my son you know alone you know he kind of gave me a bad attitude the entire championship game and then when it boiled down to it he had to make the the penalty kick Uh, he made a penalty kick in order to send it to uh additional penalty kicks um and out of five he made his you know and you know, after the game, he was devastated, and he said, you know, I let my team down, I should have got another goal during the game, and we want to put ourselves in that situation, and you know, as a dad, you know, 
And as a coach, you know, I'm just like, well, yeah, you know, you gave me a bad attitude for 95% of the game. Instead of listening to what I'm saying, sucking it up and going out there and busting your butt, you know, you give me a bad attitude. You know, the previous game, he had like three goals and killer goals. I think I had posted them. They were beautiful, but you know, it's that back and forth, man. So, you know, if you have kids or anything like that, you understand. And if your kids are at that young age before they play sports, trust me, boy, it's a battle. But, um, yep. So, uh, obviously since George isn't here, I'm going to do releases. So I'm going to give this a stab. Um, you know, I always make fun of George when he does releases because I'm, you know, that's just our relationship. But releases ain't the easiest thing to do. So obviously, since we record every other week, I'm going to go ahead and do two weeks of sneakers. And obviously, some of these dates are to be determined. Don't be hitting me up like, bro, you told me the the New Balance 550s were coming out on the 9th, buddy. If you go to this podcast, and I'm going to say this one last time, if you go to this podcast for your factual information on release dates, <laughs> you shouldn't be in the sneakers. So uh, we got a women's Airzoom Vomero 5 Plum Eclipse. It's fine. Um, I'm assuming that Vomeros are still highly coveted or in. Highly coveted may be strong, but I assume they're still in. Um, looks like a Jordan 38 Celebration. It's white-red. I love the shoe, this colorway. I don't understand the celebration aspect of it. It kind of looks a little depressing. Um, there is a Women's Air Max 87 Aura. I'm not going to lie to you, this is kind of fire. Not a super-duper fan of the thread around the white, but I like the different materials used in it. Um, there is, looks like a Wells Bonner pack. Um, you know, it's about four colorways. All of them are fire. They're regular. They're all Sambas. Um, obviously the standout one is the leopard with the pony hair. This joint is fire. Um, will I be copying? I don't know. Um, there is a black Cortez. I mean, look, everybody listen to pocket. It's a women's. Let me tell you something. These women, boy, they, they really dropping a lot of women's sneakers. Um, I mean, it's a black Cortez with like a vintage look, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not copping, but I'm not going to say I am copping, but uh, that joint is fire to me. I love Cortez's. Um, Looks like another off-white mid Air Force One. Is this a sheet again? No, it's an off-white mid. It has a Grim Reaper on the back. I don't know. I probably shouldn't even said it, you know. Um, there is a, looks like a greater than ever pack. There's a GT Cut 2 and a Zoom GT Hustle. That Zoom GT Hustle is fire i seen uh mason plumley one of the plumley brothers wearing it on the clippers the other night he was sitting on the bench that joint looks stupid fire not a fan of the gt cut too i can see why a basketball player would like it but yeah uh looks like a don't know what that is uh jordan 5 retro midnight navy um look it's a jordan 5 it's a traditional uh, silhouette of a Jordan 5. It's not like the altered version, like the Ama Menier, um, which I'll probably talk about later. But um, I'm not going to sit here and say this is whack. I like the suede materials on it. Um, it's a little bit boring. Um, you know, it's one of those things where Jordan Brand comes out with these colorways and you go, no one ever thought to put navy, all navy on the Jordan 5. Like the Jordan 5 came out in, shoot, 91? I think 91. 90, 91, and it's like Navy, 
you guys are legit about 30 years late. You know what I mean? So, um, the Kyler, Mer- Kyler Murray dunk low, uh, be one of one. Um, huh. I'm not going to say it's whack. I appreciate the ideas put behind it, the sort of torn material, the looks like a, a patent leatherish, shiny metallic swoosh. The colors, eh, I'm not, I don't know. They're not easy colors to pull off. I mean, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. You can pull them off. The, the way to pull off a lot of colors that you look at and you go, I don't know where I would start with this, is just to wear them. You know, nobody is matchy-matchy anymore, but, you know, they're fine. Um, it looks like the Answer 3, the red and white colorway is dropping. Man, boy, you know, and like I said about many times on here, this is about Puma and this is about Reebok. And mainly Puma because Puma actually makes super fire stuff. But they don't know how to let us know about it. They don't know how to market it. They don't know how to make us care about it. And if they don't care about it, why uh, why should I? Reebok, the same thing. Um If you don't care about it, why should I? Um, looks like some sporty, rich sambas are dropping. I actually like all of them, but they're pretty regular. Just, you know, different striped colorways. There's a Tennessee State University Terminator High. Um, I guess this is releasing to the public. This looks like something that would just be a PE. Um, the Terminator High is one of the worst shoes of all time. Um, you could sit there and argue with me about a Terminator low fire Terminator higher high here insane. Um, this one has tiger stripes on it. Um, you know, Tennessee state is a, uh, is a HBCU. Um, should I can't remember what's his name. They used to play for the blazers. Maybe, uh, went there. Um, I think somebody from and one went there as well. I don't know. Look, if you go to if you go to Tennessee State University, these are a must cop. If you don't, 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 don't cop. Um, the Jordan Eleven Retro Neapolitan. Uh, this is the women's Jordan Eleven. Um, I guess it's sort of like in, uh, in conjuncture to the Concord Eleven releasing for men. I mean, sorry, the DMP, uh, releasing the men. Look, maybe on a woman this is fine, but something is off with this shoe. I understand that it's Neapolitan. The patent leather is brown. The sole is like pinkish. The upper is white. But this shoe looks awful. It looks like it's old. And I don't mean like old, like vintage. It looks like you left it in the trunk for a really long time and found it. Um, The tight booth. That's my first time. I thought these always said tiger tooth. Tight booth. Pause. Dunk low SB, they're not whack. They're fine. Um, looks like Tight Booth is a Japanese brand. Not enough for me to cop um, or care. Um, but if somebody else was to cop, I could see why. Like, it's not whack. Um, the unheard of rivalry low grandma's couch. It looks like two colorways Adidas. Um, I don't know what unheard of is. Let me take a look. Uh, of course, no description about what it means exactly, so it must not be that important. Um, I think I saw something about somebody talking about, like, you know, they used to be on their grandma's couch. I saw something on Twitter. I don't know. Um, 
are these whack? No. Like, I appreciate them being different, but I could definitely pull these off. Um, if I could grab these for about $65.27, yeah. But I'm not paying retail for these. Um, what else comes out? What date do I stop at? I'm going to make sure that I don't say too much releases because... I ain't trying to go over. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I still got quite a bit. Uh, looks like some, another crazy Infinity is coming out. And that's the Infinity that's like the uh, newer version of the crazy one that got the zipper up it. I like the shoe a lot. Um, I've never seen a person wear it in person. I haven't seen it in hand ever. Don't know if I ever will. I know it has sold out originally when it came out on Packer. When it came out on Adidas, kind of sold out in certain sizes and stuff like that. But I've seen them on sites still. I appreciate the Adidas effort, but you got to get somebody. Dame needs to be wearing these. I, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what to do about these. You know, I know what to do to help push these, but I don't know what to about do these in particular. Like, I think a lot of brands right now are looking for like, how can we take this section of our brand and really elevate it, or how can we take this sneaker and elevate it? You really can't. You have to elevate the company. And then the trickle-down effect. When you elevate the company, then you elevate your product. That's, that's that's what it is. If you don't show the care into your brand, then it, it I, I, why would I? Um, it looks like the April Skateboards Dunk Low SB. I don't know what April Skateboard is. Let's take it out. Turbo Green. Um, all swoosh, utilized. Um... Doesn't say anything about April skateboards. Maybe it's actual board brand. I don't know. Uh, these look like turbo green ones. They sort of remind me of Clive's. Um, the Christmas ones that came out about two years ago. Are they whack? No. Are they fire? No. Um, if you like Dunk SBs and, and things like that, I would consider these a possible must cop. But I am not a fan of that mesh on dunks i do not like mesh on dunks my dunks have to be suede or they have to be leather mesh Eesh. um looks like a stadium green penny one is dropping now this penny one is fire um i feel like this was originally released as a saint patrick's day type thing and then maybe the shades of greens are a little different this penny one is fire the penny one is one of the greatest silhouettes of all time and that's facts it's one of the greatest if not the greatest debut sneaker of all time and it's still fire you know the problem is is that once you abuse it with so many different colorways uh, you lose the the feeling you have for the model and i've said that numerous times on this podcast the more and more colorways you come up with the sneaker sneaker the more whacker it gets. The LeBron 20 started out uh, on a pedestal of, uh, of undeniable fire. As each colorway kept releasing, kept releasing, kept releasing, kept releasing, it got whack. They're going to probably do the same thing with the LeBron 21. They've done it with so many sneakers. It got to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, not another colorway. And it happens. Um, to me, all signature basketball athletes should have any it's starting to happen with the Devin Booker one the Devin Booker one hasn't even released yet and I already know five colorways it shouldn't be that way this is what you do when you set yourself up for that your initial colorway let's talk about the Devin Booker for a second so the everybody wants the orange one if you like the Devin Booker shoe everyone wants the orange one because the shoe is a very basic plain sneaker and like I said it mirrors Devin Booker he's very nonchalant he's very plain he's very not very 
uh, boisterous. He's not, he doesn't give off a lot of personality. So it matches him a lot. Not to say he doesn't have personality, but I mean for what we get of Devin Booker. Everyone wants the orange one. There's a black one that's coming out, I think, the exact same time as the orange one. Nah, it's a black one. We don't care. We'll see the next colorway. Well, it's a gray one. Then there's a blue one. Then I think I saw another, like, uh, a two-tone something. Don't make... The one that everybody wants is absolute fire, but don't make everything whack. Don't make your entire signature model dependent on that one. If it's dependent on that one then, you know, it's really hard for anybody to give any of the other ones a shot. Not everybody is going to get the orange pair. So if not everybody gets the orange pair, you don't want to come up with so many colors is that, like, it makes the, uh, you don't you don't want the rest. I, I don't really know how to put it. Um, looks like I'm not going to say that because I don't want to make a graphic. Let me see this. I'll say this. looks like a dunk low anthracite. It looks like a premier dunk that came out probably about, sheesh, I don't know how long ago. It's a little bit different, a little bit darker. It's not as light as the premier dunk. I used to have that premier dunk. George may still have it. Um, It was fire for a moment, but I'm not a, a gray sneaker fan. I'm just not. So it wasn't for me. This version, uh, and it's not a premier collaboration, but this version of an anthracite I kind of like this a lot. I like the clear sole. Not too sure about the mesh on the side, but I like the contrast in grays. Um, not going to say that. Not going to say that. Uh, looks like a Jordan 3 women's Air Jordan 3 off noir. I mean, it's a black and white uh, Jordan 3. It kind of looks like a version of a Oregon 3 PE that released along, not released, but, you know, was seen many, many years ago. Um it looks like something that already exists. Uh, the joint is fire, you know, and it's not whack or anything like that. But, you know, that's a Jordan 3 preference for you. Um, the, a Jordan 2, it's called Origins, but I've seen it called Italy as well. Um, it's in Italian colors, and it's a Jordan 2 high. Um, you know, it's supposed to pay ode to the fact that the Jordan 2 leather, um, I don't know if the Jordan 2 was made in Italy. I don't know, but the Jordan 2 leather was Italian. Um, that was sort of like the selling point of the Jordan 2, which essentially really didn't matter because no one cared for the model that much, at least not, you know, after its original release. After the original release, you know, I used to see it quite a bit. You know, a lot of people had the Jordan 2s. I had the original ones, I think. No, I didn't. What am I talking about? I had friends that did older friends, you know, older friends' brothers and older cousins who had it. Um, but this is, it wasn't necessary. Um, honestly, it sucks. It looks like a leftover, just OG white, red Chicago Jordan too high. And they threw a green tab on the back and added a little vintage tint to it. Um, don't buy those. Um, not going to say those, not going to say those, uh, looks like a Jama rant one guava ice. I mean, the John Morant, hands down, might be the one of the most disappointing signature sneakers of all time. I've already given my reasons of why I don't care for it. Um, and I'll just give it really quick again. is because when you look at a John Morant, I don't see John Morant. John Morant has colored dreads and wears a grill in his uh, NBA bio picture. Uh, John Morant flies through the sky. This right here is boring. Um, if you would have told me this was a Devin Booker, I would have said, fire. Because this exceeds a Devin Booker personality and basketball game to me 
Devin Booker's basketball game is that I'm really good at basketball. It's like Kawhi. I put the ball in the hoop. I'm not doing 360s. I ain't, you know, I ain't shaking my dreads. I ain't gritty in. I'm not doing nothing. I'm good at basketball. Ball goes in hoop. Look at me, 30 points. Like Devin Booker is one of those players where you'd be like, man, he playing whack tonight. You look at his stat line, 41 and 8. What the? Uh, but the jaw one, no joke, is one of the most disappointing signature sneakers of all time. And I think it's one of the most disappointing rollouts ever. Ja being Ja, finding himself suspended for the first 25 games. The Grizzlies are like 0-6, 0-7. I've never seen Ja on feet or in person anywhere, ever. And I think a lot of that is due to Ja being Ja. Uh, looks like the LeBron 2 beast is coming out. I remember this was something that was like they had this whole like vote for what LeBron you want to come out with next. And I think everybody didn't vote for this. They voted for some. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Um, look, if this sneaker came out, if this sneaker came out, definitely if it came out 10 years ago, the streets would have went ham. If this would have came out, I'll give it five years. I think... Sorry, reaching reach for my soda. Oh, Lord have mercy, joint was under the couch. I think if this would have came out five years ago, I think it would have made of a bigger splash or a bigger difference. I don't know. It's a LeBron too, man. You, you know, there are some people who are in the sneakers right now who have never held or maybe not even seen a LeBron too. There's a lot of people on sneakers right now who have definitely never had a LeBron 2 on foot. Let me tell you something. Boot is an understatement. This sneaker is built to last. I'm talking it is built for strictly construction sites. That's no joke. Um, having a sneaker that's this big and this. So let's talk about Animal Print for a second. Animal Print on an Atmos sneaker, fire. It's a minimal sneaker. It's not that much. It's not too bad. On a sneaker like this is insane. This is the entire safari. Like, this is the actual jungle. All right? It ain't just one. They, they use a few leopards. If this was authentic leopard or authentic zebra, they would have had to use at least three. That's how big these shoes are. Um, I'm a manier, uh five. The... Uh, what is this one called? The Don, which is the white pair, white and navy pair. Don, D-A-W, um, N. Um, I guess this is the women's one. Um, look, I'm not a fan of this colorway, but look, I like the, 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 the alterations, the changes that were made to this Amamendier 5. The Jordan 5 to me is, is, especially the metallic 5 is, I mean, it's classic. Fives are just really unwearable right now. They're actual boots as well. You can wear those in the winter all you want. Um, but they slimmed it down. They cut the tongue down. They slimmed the insides out. You know, it's they put that vintage look on it. You know, they did a lot of things to it that makes it really, 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 really attractive. Um, I'm not mad at the white pair. White fives is a bit too much for me. Um, the black pair, I think, is going to come out probably like a couple weeks later. Let me see. Yeah, it looks like it comes out. Oh, actually, oh, I think I can actually say it since we may not be recording that week. So I'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it's fire. Like the white pair, it's fire. It's not for me, but I like it. 
Uh, I'm going for the black pair myself. Um, looks like a Jordan 4 Retro SE Craft Olive. You know, I remember the original pictures and idea of this came out. People thought, like, maybe it was going to be a retro undefeated. People thought it was going to be more of a, a closer link to the undefeated look. Um, this is that craft, um, sort of that craft pack. Um, there's been ones. I think there was a three. Like, there's been a few craft sneakers. So it's more like a patchwork type sneaker. It looks like work has been done to it. Um, the more and more I see it, I like it a little bit more. Um, the different shades of olives, you know, I'm a huge fan of olive. Olive is my second favorite color of all time next to black. Um, but, you know, when you put the different shades of it, it kind of makes it look like it's gross. It looks like moss. It looks like moss or mold growing on it. I'm not mad at it. Um, I may have copped. Me and George may have copped. I don't know, but I don't know. We'll see. Um... Looks like the Wheat 13s are retroing. I mean, look, I get it. The Wheat 13, when it came out in, like, 2014, it was uh, – 2004, sorry. It was like, oh, man, that's cool. These ain't it. Like, these ain't it today. I know somebody like, yo, I need must cop finally. I get it. But there are plenty of other better 13s that have released – in the last four to five years. That's a fact. I'm talking legit fire ones. Some that used to be considered PEs that are now still sitting on websites and still sitting in some stores. That's factual. Um, looks like another women's jo fam. Women are getting everything. Looks like a Chicago twist. Jordan 2 low. I'm not mad at it. I just don't see the creativity in the Jordan 2 that I expected to see. I'm not seeing any different materials. I'm not seeing awesome color packages, you know, uh, color blocking combinations. I'm not seeing anything. It's just they're like, oh, let's just turn this piece on it black. Let's just turn this piece on it red. Oh, let's turn this piece in the back uh, blue. Like, you're not doing anything with it. You're not doing the, the Jordan 2 any justice. Um, and this is the last one I'm going to say. Um, even though I could probably go through the week, but it's the last one I'm going to say. I'm going to say the Amaminier Jordan 5, the Dusk, which I'm assuming is men's because it doesn't have the women's next to it. The Don pair, the D-A-W-N pair, had the W-M-N-S next to it for women's, um, to let you know that this is a women's release and women's sizing. Um, This black pair, oof, I, I mean, stupid fire, like, this, to me, is the best Ama Manier, period. I don't care. The Ama Manier 3 is fine, but the Ama Manier 3, to me, has too much white. And I still haven't, to this day, saw anybody with a fit wearing them where I went, like, those are crazy. Everybody has okay fits with them. No one's had any whack fits with them. But they look like a women's sneaker. Those Ama Manier 3s look like a women's sneaker. And that's fine. It's okay. And it's not a big deal. It's just that... um. It, it, it looks like what it is. Um, this Black 5 is a must-cop for me, but I don't think it's a must-cop for retail. The way sneakers have been going and the way that Amamanier collaborations have been going. Now, this would be the one that I decide to pass on and take my risk on possibly getting it cheaper on a resale site because Amamanieres have been releasing and have been cheaper on resale sites on your stock and go, I mean, in stock and goat. Um, than they have been um, at release. That, that's factual. You can go buy a few Amamanier tier two. I'm sorry, Amamanier 
collaboration Jordans for under retail on StockX or GOAT. This is factual talk I'm telling you right now. I feel like the same thing should happen with these, but with my luck, the opposite will happen. This will be the one that everybody busts down the door for and the one that stays at 400 and then I missed out on my opportunity to have them because I didn't want to pay the retail 250 Not sure if I'm going to pay it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. This may be one of those like, all right, go home, sell a couple things, then buy this, you know. Um, I, I just feel like the more responsible thing to do. Uh, but, yeah, man, shout out to Amma Year for for these. I, I like these a lot. Uh, but that's it for releases. So, but like I said, man, I appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe, share this podcast. Uh, but I am doing top 10 orange sneakers to me. And like I said, that's just to sn- stick with the fall theme, even though in Arizona it's still about 90 degrees. Uh, but with fall colors, like I said, one year, I think 2021, we did top 10 brown sneakers in Thanksgiving. Um, we may have done top 10 orange before. I don't know. But I really don't care. So I'm just sticking with the color theme. So like I said, I built my list off the fly. Built it in about 5 to 10 minutes. But yo, to me, I think my my list is fire. So you know what I'm saying? So uh so i got a few things to talk about today you know there's a t- couple things that i want to like talk a little bit more in depth about you know um oh you know what db collection so um i know that the pictures for these came out a little while ago for the 2023 doran becker let me see collection um so i'm just gonna kind of run down the list, uh, or sorry, 2024, sorry, uh, sort of go down the list of, you know, what sneakers are going to be released in this pack, um, some of these, I don't know the name off top of the head, um, off top of, top of my head, um, but there's a Jordan 3, uh, there's a Cortez, there's a Dunk High, a Air Max 1, I think this is called Nike Ease, the one where you can slip your foot in and slip out. And then there's a, uh, gosh, like, looks like a trail shoe. I don't know what the name of it is, whatever. It has mud all over it and trees. Um, Look, man. Ah, let me take a sip. Um, um. You know, I see some people on Twitter like, yo, them threes are hard. They go stupid. Fam. Look, man. I hope the kids get well, man. That's pretty much all I got, man. You know, get well soon. Like, that's all I got to be honest with you. I'm not gonna go through these one by one. I'm really not in the mood to say how I really feel about some of these because uh just get well soon. Uh oh, oh my goodness, I definitely gotta talk about this. Shout out to the homie Rod Cause, Rob Cause, Rob Coz, Rob Cozy. Um he had shared with me something from another IG page of somebody's post who had, uh, <coughs> ooh, excuse me, 
somebody's post of somebody who has submitted their raffle for um, the Ama Manier 5, the Women's Dawn pair. Um, so let me go ahead and, and go to this because, I mean, it, it, it's insane. Um, so we have shared this post on my IG page called Get Wanted. Um, I don't know what this is. looks like a sneaker blogger page. I don't know. Um, but whatever, and they had posted somebody had used uh, like it's called Equal. I've used that before to, to sign up for a raffle before. I, I don't know if it was through Foot Locker. I don't know who uses that platform, but maybe more than one store or group of people uses this platform. But he had tagged me in it and posted it because if you look on the raffle, it has the product. It has the woman's Amamanier Air Jordan Five Don, the size. And then it has the entry date, which was the sixth, which was yesterday, priced at two twenty-five, shipping twenty, and then a run fare fee, a run fare fee that's five dollars and sixty-three cents, a raffle fee, essentially. So I was blown away, right? Blown away by it because let me read what this is. So this was their sort of their. Uh, I guess maybe frequently asked questions or their instructions or guide to what these fees are or whatever, right? So it says this equal launch, EQL, equal launch, has a $5.63 run fare fee. How it works, run fare fee. If your entry is successful, you'll pay $5.63 fee to equal. Now, how they came up with $5.63 is beyond me. Like, just make it $6. The run fair fee ensures access to the launches by real fans with reliable tech and uh, the elimination of bots. So basically, they want you to pay for the fact that you won because I guess they run a fair process and eliminate bots. But they want you, the consumer, they want me, the consumer, to, to take on that fee for them insane they also have locals first booster entries with verified local addresses whatever don't know what that means uh i mean i know what it means but uh, why should i believe it um one entry per person multiple accounts are penalized doubt it um no bots multi-step security verification filters out filters out bad actors doubt it uh the equalizer and i don't mean denzel washington if you miss out, you'll have a better shot next time. All right. I don't believe that either, but blessings. Um, here's the thing. I don't have to get back into this discussion that we've had about raffles for the last seven years of this podcast. This podcast has been going on for a very lucky time. You know, things have changed. You know, I remember when a raffle was was like buy a ticket, put it in. You win the thing. Well, raffles for sneakerheads have turned into you win the opportunity to pay for the product, which is insane, but it is what it is. We adapt, right? Seeing that raffle fee last night when he tagged me in that almost made me, something inside of me almost said the pod is over. I'm no, this is no joke. Okay, here's the thing, right? Sneakers are nowhere near what they used to be 
and I'm talking in the last, shoot, I'm talking the last three or five years, not even close, right? Everybody could agree on that, right? You can figure out any reason to say why it's not. You could blame it on this. You could blame it on that. But the interest of sneakers just isn't there anymore. You could be like, oh, COVID. Oh, they're releasing more pairs. Oh, whatever. Oh, what? blah, blah, blah. They're combating resellers, resellers, whatever. All right. You know my stance on this. I like hype. That's what sneakerheads care about. You could sit here and talk to me like you're the most purest of purest sneakerhead on the planet. I just love it for the game. I just love it. No, you. the part of sneakers is I got something you don't have. That's facts. I've said it on this podcast a million times. So this is the first day you've heard this. That's facts. When you pull up somewhere. Let me tell you something, right? This is how ridiculous sneakerheads are, right? Pandas used to be fire. Right, and I've said this on this podcast over and over. I know I keep saying I said this over and over, but you know, when I see the way sneaker content is going on social media and Twitter, it's like people are literally regurgitating the same things over and over and things that I'm like, yo, we talked about that two hundred episodes ago and it's cats like, Yeah, speak on it. That's the truth. Shut up. Um You see people make posts making fun of how they seen so many dunks today. Yo, I saw like 15 panda dunks. Okay. Yo, Nike needs to release sneakers so everybody can cop. Okay. So you want them to release 50 million Grinches, but you don't want them to release 50 million dunks. You want everybody to have the opportunity to own a, a Grinch dunk. I'm mean, sorry, a Grinch Kobe. And I'm using Grinch Kobe just cause. Because I know some of you are going to say, well, that's different. That's Kobe. No, 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 no. You feel the same way about shatter backboards. You feel the same way about this. You feel the same way about that, about a lot of sneakers. Release more pairs. This is crazy. So don't do that. You see a ton of black and white dunk, panda dunks. Yo, this is stupid. The joints is everywhere. They whack now. But you want everybody to walk around with bright green Grinches on everywhere. But you understand that. Look. Sneakers are cooked. And they're not coming back. I've said that over and over and over. Everybody who I feel like I've had the debate with and argue with who were like, no, 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 no. They'll be back. Prices will be back up. Sneakers will be back. The interest will be back. The hype is be back. It won't. Time is flying in the world, and sneakers and things like that have become obsolete. The reason why sneakers won't come back as crazy as they as they you would think is because it, you look at the youth. The youth, and when I say youth, I'm talking about teenagers. They they don't care. You have to have a following generation that carries this along. They don't care. Majority of these kids are wearing pajamas and hoodies all day. Some of them are wearing Crocs all day. Some of them are wearing slippers. Some of them are wearing slides. Now, look, do they all own a pair of Jordans? Of course. Do they own two pairs of Jordans? Of course. Three? Of course. But we're talking about a culture that thrived off, um, what's the word? Um, thrived off um, overindulgence. I think that may be the word. Um you had to have more. You had to have more. You had to have every colorway. You had to have the pack. You had to have this. You had to have that. You know, 
sneakerheads and sacrifice may not be the right word, but I'm going to use sacrifice for this case, right? Now that you're talking about charging fees to enter the raffle, now granted, right? You're charging a fee to enter a raffle. I'm going to use the Amaminiers as the example, right? I don't know what store that was at. I don't know where that Amaminiers, I don't know what that was. I don't know where that's at, right? Amaminier 5s are releasing at Amaminier locations. The only Amaminier location I know about is in Atlanta. There may be another one. I don't know. Which leaves for the rest of the world to have to submit for raffles, which is done electronically now, right? If you're a global brand, and global I use loosely, I mean like your product releases globally, even though you may only have one or two stores, so that's how I put it. Your brand is known globally, and there's only one location. That means 99.9% uh, .9 of the world is excluded from your release if you release them at stores and you do in-store raffles, right? Um, if you have to go the electronic route, somebody has to pay for that, right? There are server, the server fees, and I don't mean waiters. I mean like server, computer server fees. There are platform fees. There are website fees. There are a lot of additional fees that come into that. And it never crossed my mind at some point they would make us pay for it. I just never thought about that. You know, honestly, as much as shipping has cost lately, I think I thought they hid those additional fees in the shipping, which they probably should have done here. If you want that additional $5.63, you should have made shipping 20, $26. You just should have made it that. You should have made it go ahead and make it around 30 Because if anybody really wants to shoot, the shipping price is stupid high, but... I, you know, I've seen it stop some, but it's rare that it really stops a sneaker hair from wanting a sneaker, right? If you're going to start charging fees for raffles, it, it, it's super duper cooked. Because, and let me go back to what I was going to say, sacrifice, like I said, is not the right word I want to use, but there were just certain levels of where sneakers have gone from. So I'm going to take you back for a minute, right? I remember when the, the prerequisite to get a Jordan. So I'm going to take you back to the 80s. Right? I'm going to take you to the 80s and take you to the 90s. The prerequisite for a person who wanted a sneaker was just to have money. Okay, I'm not talking about some, some Chuck Taylors. I'm not talking about some Pro Wings. I'm not talking about going to Buster Browns. I'm talking about in order for you to have an Air Max, to have a Jordan, to have a, a Reebok, a Kamikaze, to have these re, the uh, LA gear, specific sneakers, British Knights, specific sneakers, the prerequisite to have it was money, okay? And this is the time where I'm talking about anywhere from $69 to $99.99, all right? That was the prerequisite, right? You just had to have money. It's nothing else. You just had to have money, and it, it wasn't that only that store has them. There used to be footlockers in every mall. I remember a, a couple malls out here had... Two foot locker, three foot lock, four foot lockers in one mall. Kids foot locker, women's foot locker, regular foot locker, and then a world foot locker. This is facts, right? So you may be able to go get that pair from shoot any of them, right? So we're in the times to where, you know, like I said, we're back in the 80s, we're back in the 90s, where the prerequisite in order to have a Jordan, to have a British Knight, to have a Reebok, to have a whatever, was just you just had to have money. You had to have somebody in your family, or you had to have that burning desire within yourself to save up your money to where 89 69 $79, $89, $99 um, was okay for you, whatever class you were in, to spend on sneakers, right? Because let me tell you something, even for rich people back then, $99 was a lot of money for sneakers. It really was. It just wasn't a common thing, you know. Um, and rich, I, I use loosely, you know, more well-off, right? 
So then let's go to let's go to late nineties, two thousands, right? Now you have the demand, right? You have the I must have. I must need. I have to have by any means necessary, right? You you have to have a game plan, right? You have to have a legit game plan to get sneakers. Now, stores at this time were still, more stores at this time were out there. All the releases still came out in stores. Some came out online and stuff like that, but you still had, you had the option. You could try online or go to a store in this block of time. So the demand was really, really high. When I talk about when Concord's released or Retro the first time or second time, whatever, I remember buying online and going to the store. Like, well, I had four pairs. Like, you, you had the option. You had options, okay? So the demand was high. You may have to work a little bit harder. You may have to go get in line at midnight. You know, no, no, let me, let me put it this way. You may have to go get in line at, let's go 6 a.m., right? You know, you're still in that 6 a.m. window. You may have to go um, whatever, right? You got to pick which store. You got to make some phone calls. You got to do that. You got to confirm the release date because the Internet was just kind of cracking off. So there was real no real super-duper confirmation about release dates except, you know, your paper resources and limited access to the Internet and whatnot, right? As well as a little bit, go back to that prerequisite, you needed a little bit more money, right? Cool. So now we're at a little bit more money and demand is high. So let's go to let's go to mid 2000s. Yeah, mid 2000s. I'm talking like your 2000 to 2000. Let's go. Let's go eight, something like that. Ten, whatever. Um, now you're in the era of like full blown, and I, I could begin my dates off a little bit, but we're in full blown internet mode right now, right? There are still stores, your typical stores are still getting pairs and like, you know, which stores are going to get the most, you know, this is like a, a lot more stores are popping up. A lot more boutiques are popping up. A lot more things are popping up to give you more opportunity. But now this is where the limited comes in. This is where the numbers become scarce. This is where your Nike store is going to get 600 pairs, but your local footlocker is only going to get 45. That's where that dichotomy of that difference of, you know, um, Oh, and back to the original prerequisite, more money. Back to the second, more hype. So now you're at this third level of more money, more hype, and now they're limited, right? So now it's becoming harder for you to get your hands on them. It's becoming harder for you to get your hands on them locally, right? Um, not all Foot Lockers got them. Not all Champs got them. Some, some branches didn't even get them. Champs didn't get them. Finish Line got them. And Foot Action got them, but not Foot Locker. Or this place got them, and this one didn't. Um, the mom and shop pops, the mom and shop pops pairs went from a hundred down to, to fifty five, and then it went down to thirty. That hype and demand and price started to. It, it basically molded the sneaker culture uh, into what it was for quite some period of time, which was must have, must need. Look at me, my collection is fire. Blah blah blah. Um, and then we went on to, and this was a lot of this was first come first serve. It went from, I'm sorry. It went from, yo, I could get in line at 6 AM to now you were getting in line at 6 PM the previous day. These are facts. 
This is where people were camping out for 48 hours. And I'm going to talk about camping again. Somebody asked me a question about camping or would I something. I'll get to it. This is where you're now. There are people making the news for camping a week. There are people making the news for camping for days. There are make there are people making the news for camping, not even fully confirming if the sneaker was actually there. It was like, well, they usually get them all. The stores weren't telling you the truth. People weren't giving out information. Information used to be tight-lipped. It was a lot of word of mouth. Mouth. But you had to take that risk. I really want these, whatever. Like I said, I, me and George drove to California to get Yeezy 2s. I would have took a plane to go get Yeezy 2s if it would have been in a further state. This is facts. So now we're at this like sort of third level of more money. More hype, limited sneakers, and uh, limited ways to buy them. So I in the limited sneakers realm, right? And then it's sort of this fourth phase, which is sort of this like 2012 to 2018, right? And like I said, my days are just off the top of my head. I'm just talking. But I was there. I was outside. People love talking about I'm outside. No, 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 no. You ain't outside until you really been outside for sneakers. I'm talking rain. I'm talking blistering cold. Or I'm talking Arizona heat. See, if people in Arizona don't understand. I mean, people that outside of Arizona don't understand. At night in summer, it's 105, 101. There's no breaks out here. Now we're getting into the era of they're just not at stores anymore. They're at a few. They're at some. But majority of everything is online now. And it's not raffles yet-ish, maybe. I don't know. I'm probably missing a little bit thing there. But now you've asked me to sacrifice. And like I said, I use sacrifice loosely. You're asking me to sacrifice more money. The hype is stupid. I have to actually make a plan to cop. Because they're limited now. And now you're telling me that um, possibly my entire city has to compete to get a sneaker at only two locations now. Um, if it was multiple locations or two locations, whatever, it could be anywhere from two to eight locations in your entire state. I'm speaking for Arizona right now. I'm not speaking for California. I'm not speaking for Texas. I'm not speaking for Florida. I'm not speaking for New York. I'm talking about Arizona. I'm talking about Oregon. I'm talking about some of these places down there. And even some of the stuff even happened in California and stuff like that. It happened in places, right? Well, now you're asking me to have to draft up an actual battle plan. How bad do I want these, right? Okay, well... A lot of things were happening because you already started making me. It went from 6 a.m. in the morning to camp out to now I got to be out there the day before. Um, I have to actually, in some cases, bring an actual tent. I have to bring a chair now, right? That's 6 a.m. I remember when, like, camping out, you know, you first started camping in camp, in quotes, because it was really, like, four hours, right? Five hours, two hours, three hours. You can, you can stand that long. You can stand, chit-chat, walk around. You may sit on the floor, lean against the wall. You may do something, but you can stand. The campouts got so bad to where you had to bring chairs. And then it got so bad to where people were out there so early, they were bringing places to sleep. There were people bringing video games to campouts. These are facts. I've played Madden while camping out for a sneaker. These are facts.
Um, there were instances of where now you must come into the store physically, get a raffle ticket, and put it in this jar, right? You put that raffle ticket in the jar, you sign your name on it, you only get one ticket per person. This is the era of now I must have. I've talked about this podcast before. I've seen tickets go to actual newborn babies. This is where stores didn't care. If you brought six people with you, six people got the tickets. There's no age group. It didn't matter. My newborn baby would like a size 10 and a half, please, in men's. And they would give you the ticket, and you can sign the baby's name on it and put it in the jar. These are facts. People bring in their nanas. Pre- people bring in their grandmas. They mimas. Bring in their moms, their sisters, their nephews, nieces, cousins. Bring in any physical body in order to maximize their chance to grab a sneaker. If I could bring seven people and get seven sneakers, it gives me a better opportunity to win that one pair of whatever. Cool. We had to believe that these raffle systems were of honesty and that these Uh, minimum wage employees that are probably in high school or college are honestly picking out a name and sticking to it and not picking out the homie's name and not picking out their own name and whatnot. Cool, you want me to believe that? Whatever, man. I got no choice. Now let's jump to, I don't know where we at now. Let's jump to like the 2000, let's go 18, let's go, it started 18, right? Now the raffles are electronically, right? Well, somebody has to pay for that, you know? And now here we are to where... Sneakers are on an all-time low, but you are now charging a fee. And like I said, you sacrifice it loosely. You are now charging a raffle free, a raffle fee for a lot of the BS that us sneakerheads have adapted to and essentially were powerless and had to allow happen. And now... Since sneakers no longer release in stores anymore, they're strictly almost 99% online. They're about 85% all raffle electronically. You want me to pay for that. Some are going to say, bro, it's only five bucks. Who cares? It's not the five bucks. It's the principle. How much more are you willing to stick with this, especially for people that I'm talking to that are like in the high double digits, in the the triple digits of sneakers? I'm in the triple digits of sneakers I have, right? Most of my friends are in the triple digits. Most of my friends are in the double digits, high double digits. I don't mean like 20. I'm talking 70, 90. I'm talking 115, 250, 3, 4, 500. I'm talking 700. I'm talking some in the thousands. I have friends that are in the thousands. This is facts. How much more are you going to want from us? Especially if you're st- if people are still wanting to buy now at retail knowing that they really don't have to. You really want that $5 fee? It's disgusting. It really is. It's gross. It's the principle of it. How much more do you want from us? And sneakerheads need to start thinking to themselves, how much more am I going to give you? How much more are you going to take from me? 
That's all I got on that. Let's talk about a uh, complex, right? Let's talk about full size run. Let's talk about sneaker shopping. Let's talk about sneaker complex podcast, right? So, um, you know, news that came out the week that we had recorded and we forgot to talk about it, just slipped my mind um, that this was going to be the last year for full size run, right? Um, and I'm glad we didn't talk about it because additional news came out about complex as a network came out that is, is, is even bigger tell to it. Right. So, and look, I know a lot of people are like, bro, give them bars, bro, give them bars, blah, 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 blah. Go in on them. It's not about, I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to give them bars. I'm not going to do any of that because, um, it's just a simple understanding of it. Right. And all the years I talked about it on this platform, on our platform, being an independent platform, and I remember who messaged me and said that they said, "Shout out to you for being independent and sticking with it." We are a independent podcast. We make this many dollars. It looks like a O, but it's not. It's a zero. Okay. And what I mean by independent podcast is, I bought this mic. I'm gonna unscrew this off and put it in my bag. The camera that I'm looking at, that's mine. It goes to my house. That tripod. I bought it going to my house where the wires that are connected from this microphone is my wires. I'm going to unplug this wire, take it off and put it in the drawer. The soundboard, the uh, interface, that's mine. Money came out of my pocket. I bought it in that. The program on my laptop to edit the video, that's mine. The time I use to spend, that's mine. It's mine, mine, mine. The logos that we've had over the years, change the logos of the podcast. I had those created. I paid for those. Some of them I made. Once I got better with my art programs, I made them. Let's talk about Complex, right? So, I've seen this news from Boardroom, right? Boardroom is a reputable page. It's not the shade room. It's not anybody else. It's not gossip. It's not hearsay. It's factual things for the most part, from what I know, right? So, a post that went up, and I had reposted it, and I said, I feel like I won, right? And let me explain that, right? Because, you know, there are those ones who just, they don't get it, right? They don't understand the bigger things of things. And I appreciate them as listeners of our podcast. And I appreciate them just in general for being members of sneaker culture. But you don't get it because you're not in podcast world. You're just a listener. Your only hopes is, is that a new episode is loaded. That's it. You don't know the ins and outs of this, right? Now, a lot of this is my opinion. A lot of this is the speculation. A lot of this, who knows? I'm sure Complex will reach out to me at some point and say, you're wrong, you know nothing. We've had conversations before. That's facts. Um, Complex is a network, okay? Old Complex, gosh, I used to be such a huge fan of Complex. I used to subscribe to the magazine. The magazine would have two covers, one cover would be like Pharrell this side, and then you turn it over and flip it this way, and it would be like uh, Kanye on the other side. It was legit two magazines in one. One of the most creative things ever. I used to subscribe to it, or I would go to Barnes and Nobles every month and get it. Get it. This this is facts, right? A lot of useful knowledge, a lot of things in it, a lot of things I took, learned about new brands. I remember one time the clips them had a. You know, there was a section about your favorite colognes. I learned about a lot of cologne. Like, it was just music, articles from art. It was just so much in those magazines that I used to appreciate. Fashion, everything, right? So, Barroom had posted that BuzzFeed was in the process of selling Complex for less than half of what it paid. So, it was like $140 million under, right? 
there was a few people that saw my post and was like, yo, at least they're getting 140 M's. Now, this is why that's bad. Uh, you could go like, 140 M's, is it never bad? No, no, no. 140 M's for complex is downright disastrous. This is my opinion. This is from the outside looking in. This is what I am going and deducting my own deduction based off of content creation, based off of podcasting, based off of YouTube, based off years in the game, okay? Complex has been around. Let me see when Complex started, right? Just so I can just, let me see. Complex started. Let's see. Complex started in 2002, right? Okay. Yep. Complex Networks, 2002. That's off the internet. Right or wrong, don't know. It's 2023, right? We're talking about a full-blown network. We're talking about something that had actual paper publication in the magazine. We're talking about a website. We're talking about numerous social media accounts and things like that. We've talked about content over the years that has been created at the highest level. Okay. Um, some people on those and that from that from complex have become household names, right? This is why, and you could go back and try to find the episodes of me talking about it over the years, but a lot of people used to be like, yo, all you guys do is talk about complex, you're hating. It wasn't hate. Do I think their product is as good as mine? No. I also gave my reasons why. I think their sneaker content isn't as good as mine is because they're not, to me, authentic. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say just because I've been shot at or guns pulled on me and things like that at camp outs or for whatever reason, that makes me more authentic. But that is the charm of our show. The charm of our show is opinions that we're not tied down to any brand in order to be diplomatic. It was really hard for a lot of people to get into our podcast and hear us use words like this sucks. Those suck. Those are the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That was hard for some people to hear that. It really was. Yo, bro, it was hard for them to hear that because they liked it. I think it sucks. Doesn't mean it sucks for you. I'm glad you like it, man. Go cop two, man. Go cop one to rock, one to stock, <laughs> whatever. One for bait, whatever the words we used to use to just find ways to own three pairs. Rock, stock, sell, bait, whatever it was. Now, let me tell you why. Okay, so let's 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 go by show by show, right? And let's go by what they currently have right now. I don't want to go back in time because con the content that Complex used to have back in the day was actually high quality content and it was very interesting, but it was a different time, right? Let's let's start with full size run, right? Full size run, and I'm sticking with sneaker content right now. Full size run within itself is fine as a show. Okay. Um I've only seen two episodes, one with the Dion. Um, Dion Point from Complex, and then the one with uh, Action Bronson. Those are the oh, and then one with um, uh, Danny Brown. I watched that one only because they said something that I definitely feel like they took from us. I'm not gonna say what it was, but whatever, right? The show is fine, but you have to look at it differently, like how I look at it versus how you may look at it. You look at the show like. This is awesome. You don't think anything in it because you don't have 
anything to create. Once I started creating something for myself and realized how hard it was, then it made me really super duper appreciate the higher production and shows like full size run, um, television shows, talk shows, etc. Because if, if you've come to this studio and been on this podcast, you see how much I can plan and how much work it goes in to set this room up. It is really hard to do just this independent one. I couldn't imagine the work and the effort and the money that goes into do full size run, right? That set alone probably costs a decent amount of money, right? And then you have three hosts of the show, right? You have one that is a rapper who I'm pretty sure probably demands more money than the other two hosts who are complex employees. I don't know if Trinidad James is considered a complex employee, but whatever, right? That show originally had a person who we had on this podcast, Rich Mays, right? You can go look up the Rich Mays episode. It was a good episode. We talked about sneakers back in the day. We talked about New York. We talked about being on Full Size Room. We talked about a lot of stuff, right? See, in this room right now, it's one person in here, just me. When I'm done with this, I'm going to say, that's the sneak, this pow, pow, pow. I'm going to move this mic. I'm going to turn the camera off. I'm going to power the camera down, close the camera, power that down, save the file, move this, unplug this, unplug that, twist that, plug that, put that back, turn that light off, open these blinds, move this chair back, move this mic, put the old mic back on. I'm going to do all of that. See, when you go to a show like Full Size Run, those three as hosts, whoever it may be, will come on the set, do their thing, and walk off the set. They don't do anything else. If you look at a Full Size episode, there's probably about 10 people that are in that room, but you can't see the rest of them. You can only see the three on there, right? People forget that Complex, I'm sorry, Full Size Run was actually on TV for a period of time. You could actually tune in on like a Wednesday night or something, and it was on Vice, I believe. I think it was Vice. Full Size Run was on television. You had to have the channel, but it was on television for a period of time. That costs money. You think that it's like, oh, we got money from it. You do but it still costs money. Your production has to go a little bit higher. Your content has to be a little bit better. Something has to go a little bit better. I've never watched it when it was on Vice, but I'm just going off the assumption I have. The cameras they use are probably 4K, 8K cameras. It's crystal clear. My camera in front of me, it looks really good when I post a video and stuff about this, but I think it's 1080, maybe 720. I don't know. My camera is old, 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 right? So this was my, my issue with that, right? And I'm not going to talk about full-size run yet, my issue with it, but that was the show. I have never told anybody not to watch those shows, right? <clears throat> there are people that would be like, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I watch it. You should watch it. My sneaker content can only last for so long. It's about two hours, three hours. There's seven days in the week. I can only get you through one day, maybe two days. You should continue to watch other content from other podcasts and other brands and other things that um, uh, feed into your, your hobby. There's nothing wrong with that. I have never told anybody not to support Complex or watch Complex. Never. So you have, you know, after Rich Mays left or fired or whatever the case may be, now you got Mustache Man, you got Cul-de-Sac Head Man, and you got Joe LaPuma, right? Okay, cool. You got three people on this, right? Cool. They bring on a celebrity guest. And let me explain something to you about that, too. And me and Mike from Where the Messages Podcast talk about all the time, right? And some of you may say, like, oh, you have guests on a podcast. No, these are regular people coming to talk about sneakers. It's not necessarily guests. We don't treat the, the show typically when we have guests on this podcast isn't about them. It's rare. Unless we have a celebrity guest on, on call, people that come to the studio, it's not about them. We may talk about their store, their business, how they got into sneakers, but the episode isn't about them. They're going, the guests on our show are going to participate in our topics for the day. I want to talk about this. I hope you're prepared to talk about it. If not, yay, man. So, the show was very guest-heavy. 
That's where the authenticity comes in for myself. If you have to have a guest on your show all the time when you already have three hosts, your show isn't good. Because you don't have enough of something to captivate an audience long enough that doesn't require you bringing on a guest to ask them some generic questions over and over and over and whatnot. That, that's a fact. That's fact. The one thing I always appreciate about the Joe Bun podcast was like he was like he didn't like guests. He didn't want guests. He's had some here and there. But a real podcast is about can you hold it? I, I don't know if Drink Champs has ever had an episode with DJ Effin and just Nori. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know. They need guests. Without guests, that show is non-existent, right? Cool. You've set that basis for it. There's a stage. You got employees manning a camera. The editing. We've always given kudos to the editing of Full Size Run, but the star of Full Size Run is the editor. He has to get paid for this. The cameramen get paid from this. There's not one camera in there. There's probably three cameras in that room. There's probably a, a, a producer there. They pro There's a lot of things that go on just to make that little 25 to 30 minute show. I don't even know if they pay the guests. I have no idea, but you got guests coming on. And then what sucks is, is that you have guests coming on to your sneaker topic show. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more with the other, other shows. They don't know that much. Generic. How many times are you going to hear Jim Jones get on there and talk about Air Force One? How many times are you going to talk to Clark Kent? How many times are you going to talk to Action Bronson? How many times are you going to talk to... um? Conceded. How many times? Are you, how many times are you really gonna talk to these people? How many times are you gonna talk to Fat Joe? Fat Joe and them have been on this show double digit times, but have new stories every like it. No, Mustache Man, can you please tell me a story? You, you don't have it. That loses authenticity. Whatever. Boom. Show. It's fine. I'm sure it's a great show. I've seen three episodes. Danny Brown, Action Bronson, one of the Action Bronsons. And Dion Point episode. Okay, and, and by the way, Dion Point came on our show first. Then he went and did a complex episode. That's facts. Majority of a lot. Never mind. Let's talk about complex sneakers, right? Podcast. This was my gripe with complex sneaker podcast, right? You got the same three hosts, well, two of the hosts from Full Size Run, and then you add Joe LaPuma, right? You, you don't have to believe me. You can go back and find the episodes of this podcast if you want to verify what I'm saying. My issue was the fact that you basically have two podcasts, essentially. It's like, why create a second platform for something that you could do on the other platform and just extend it out more? You have one platform that's about 20 to 30 minutes an episode, I think. Or I, I think Full Size Run is. About 20, 30 minutes, I think. And then you start another platform that's about an hour and a half to two hours, maybe. Why? Especially if you're going to have the same host there. It doesn't make any sense. This was my thing, right? This is back when... 
uh, Sneaker Box Podcast in Detroit was around or regularly. Uh, I don't know if they, I don't know. But I haven't seen anything from them in a while. No one said anything. I haven't seen anybody tag them, so I don't know, man. Shout out to them, man. One of the founding fathers of this, right? You had the Monday Midsole, which was like a, you know, sort of a newer show. Shout out to uh, Buckeye City Soul. They had their own YouTube show platform. Um, they used to do every Monday. You know, people would come on and whatnot. You know, shout out to them, right? And then there was plenty of other people who had other shows on YouTube and some other podcasts here and there, right? This was my whole gripe with it, right? Was because when you're talking about a now network that's only Yes, I know $140 million is a lot, but we're talking about a network that is only worth $140 million, and this is where it goes wrong. You create another platform that looks even more expensive to create than your full-size run show. This is all my opinion and what I think and what I feel and what I feel I know based off of being in the realm of creating, right? You now have Joe LaPuma, who was like something higher and complex. I know he's not doing that show without being paid. You got Mustache Man and Cul-de-Sac Hair Man, right? You got them on this platform, and then here we go once again. They have to have guests on here, right? You got your Ronnie Fikes, your Method Mans, your Jim Joneses, your Fat Joes, all of them. I have never listened to one episode of Complex Sneakers, ever. Not even when it came out. Partly because I was hating, I was more mad, but I'm going to explain my reason why. You know, a lot of people hear about podcasts and things like that, and you hear about Joe Rogan, you hear about Joe Budden, you hear about, like, Amy Schumer, you hear about a lot of these people, you know, even Michelle Obama, you know, there's a lot of these people that have, like, you know, early on in the podcast game, taking advantage of, like, a lot of this, you know, money that was just being thrown around based off nothing, right? And this is part of the reason why I say that $140 million isn't nothing. You got, like, a Pat McAfee, who I think his contract alone with Fanatics was about 100000 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, $100 million. I think his contract right now with ESPN is like $85 million, maybe $45 million, something like that, right? You could consider that a considerable pay cut. That's one show making as much as an entire network is worth, right? My entire gripe and my reason for hating it and was bothered by it was because I looked at Complex Sneaker as an opportunity to reach out to any platform. Sneaker Box Podcast in Detroit, um, uh, the Monday Midsole, um, other podcasts that are out there, plenty of other ones, right? And I'm talking about not ones that exist now. I'm talking about ones that existed back then when Complex Sneakers was first starting. A lot of podcasts now didn't exist then, so don't get mad if I don't include you, right? Because I looked at that as an opportunity for them to give somebody else the opportunity to share content, share their POV, share, and it would have cost Complex nothing. Right. So let's use sneaker box podcast as the example right now. Right. They had their own studio. They had their own microphones. They had their own setup. Right. They had their own cameras. They had everything you need to have a functioning podcast to post every single week. Right. Complex didn't look at that and go, yo, complex could have saved themselves probably hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars. By utilizing an independent brand. Look, I have a job and career. Right. I, I I would love another additional supplemental income. I'm not looking to stop my career to do this. 
I'm not trying to podcast about sneakers for my rest of my life as my business. I know that's a fading business. I know that. What crit my career my career is I am lucrative. I am perfect. I am high insane. Anybody who would quit their job and believe that you should get into 100 percent podcasting, especially about something like sneakers, slap yourself in half. Okay. But I looked at Complex as an opportunity to reach out for somebody and say, hey, we want to start a Complex Sneaker podcast, and we would like to sign you guys to represent that branch of Complex Networks. That's what I thought about it. I didn't, obviously, I'm always talking about for me, for myself, for my podcast, my platform, for George and I, right? But if they would have reached out to Sneaker Box Podcast, if they would have reached out to somebody else, I would have got it. But you know what it would have did? It would have said, cool. Their complex is setting the example of independent podcasts, giving somebody the opportunity to give their POB, POV and let them make something of themselves and add additional whatever for that. Because then a BR Kicks would have said, ooh, we got to do that. Then a, a Nice Kicks, ooh, we got to do that. Then a uh, Sneaker News, ooh, we got to do that. Then a, uh, uh, you know, Sneaker Mag, we got to do that. Whatever platforms are out there, right? They all would have done it if they would have saw it because Complex does reign supreme. I got to admit, they have a monopoly on it. I hate to say that, and I hate the fact that they admit it, but they honestly do, right? But they did it. A, a podcast like myself, look at me. If they said, hey, we would like to sign you guys to represent the Complex Sneaker Podcast, you continue to do the podcast in your state, you continue to do it how you do it, you continue to do all the editing, to do all the work that goes into it, and we will add you to our payroll, whatever that is, you know, uh, whatever that is, supplemental income. I could add additional income to what I already make. That's all I'm looking for. If you're a podcast, especially talking about sneakers, and you think that Nike is going to sign you or Adidas is going to sign you, you're absolutely wrong. If you think complex is, you're wrong too. They don't make good decisions, okay? Complex could have said, you know, we'll pay you and George uh, $50,000 a year. You represent the brand, all the work that you do. I don't need medical insurance. I don't need retirement. I don't need nothing. 50000 a year? Cool. George made 50000 I made 50000 and we make sure we do our part to provide a phenomenal show every single week, and then we can build in the complex network. We, we we get that complex audience. We get those complex subscribers. They promote us. They market us. They build us up at the same time as we represent them. Easy. Didn't have to be us. Could have been Sneaker Box Podcast, right? But yet they chose to keep it in-house, pay the exact same people to do something that they already do on another show. And then if you look at that, I'm in that when they do complex video for a sneaker complex sneaker podcast, I'm sure there's about three or four cameras in a room. There's probably about 15, 10 people in that room, eight to ten people in that room to pr produce one episode of that. All that lighting, that stage, that background, the microphone, all of that is expensive for a podcast. You would have been genius to sign us sneaker box podcast you would have been genius you could have paid us like a hundred thousand dollars a year maybe we would have asked for like sure you could have paid us eighty thousand dollars a year you could have given us like you know two new cameras and maybe a, a more powerful laptop that's all we would have wanted just so i could edit on a better higher quality camera and get the stuff out of the fish that's all i would ask for but yet you wanted to go the grandeur route grand be grand about it and you devalued your product because I'll get to the reason why, right? I'll get to YouTube views and I get to things like that, right? So let's go 
sneaker shopping, right? Sneaker shopping is the best show that they have on there besides Hot Ones, which Hot Ones isn't on there anymore, I don't think. And, um, you know, when uh, whatever the show was that had Academics and Joe Budden, I can't remember what it was called, but that was a great show, right? Those are the two of the best shows. Hot Ones and whatever that show was with Joe Budden and Academics. Sneaker shopping is a great show. Here's the problem with sneaker shopping is, is that it's not, no sneakerheads are on the show. It's rare that a sneakerhead goes on the show. What you have is a person like Joe LaPuma, who is a good host. He's corny, but he's a good host. But he has to do too much work to be the host of that show, right? You have to, you're bringing on a lot of celebrities and athletes and people who just know, not even surface level of sneakers. They really don't know anything about sneakers. And you ha- and Joe LaPuma has to work double time in order to make this episode work. That's why sneaker shopping is like around, what, 10 minutes? 12 minutes, 20 minutes, it's a low, it's, 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 it's in and out, right? When your questions and your comments have to lead people and almost give them knowledge at the same time to provide an answer, it's brutal to watch. When somebody feels comfortable to say something, a celebrity or an athlete or musician or whatever wants to say something about sneakers and they don't know about it. You see people on there saying stuff that isn't true. You see people on there making up stuff. And as a host, Joe LaPuma, you just got to go, oh, yeah, for sure. Even though in your mind you're thinking, because Joe LaPuma knows sneakers. In your mind you're thinking, those weren't even out yet. But whatever. I'm not going to interrupt the celebrity guest and tell him that. The only reason why a lot of people watch sneaker shopping, and I've watched sneaker shopping. It's like, I've watched that plenty of times. I haven't watched it in a long, long time, but I've watched it plenty of times, right? The only reason why people watch that is just to see how much money people spend on sneakers, right? It ain't necessarily what they buy. It ain't to hear their story. None of that. Uh, Matt Damon on sneaker on sneaker shopping? What are you talking about? Like, you can't be serious. Like, uh, the Mets pitcher, Dark Knight? Uh, what are you talking about? Lil Bow Wow, Lil Bow Wow call... Concord's black and whites. What are you talking about? These people know nothing about sneakers, which makes Joe LaPuma have to work double time. And all we want to see is that they spend $15,000 on this and they walk in there and go, I'll take that. I'll take this. I'll take that. And we go ding. But lately we go, fam, they paid $600 for red thunders. What the, they got ripped off. Now we're like, they're getting ripped off. Right. But whatever, right? You can only garnish so many views on that, right? So let's just talk about YouTube. Let's talk about how they get their stuff out there. I'm not going to talk about social media accounts because you do get paid from TikTok. You do get paid from Facebook. You get paid from Instagram, and I'm sure they do. But it's not going to be enough for the cost of how much it costs to create their content. I know, I believe that, right? Let's talk about YouTube, right? We're talking about Complex. Complex has about 6 million subscribers, right? I don't want to get on this too much longer. I do want to move on from this. But they have about 6 million subscribers, right? Six million subscribers, but like, you know, you may get on a great day, 400,000 views, right? And that's rare. That's a rare thing, okay? That's not every episode. That's rare. And that's for like uh, sneaker shopping and stuff like that. Your podcast sneaker, your complex sneaker podcast is going to get you probably max 45. You may hit 100 here and there. Your full-size run Maybe get you 32 to 61, something around there, right? A lot of people see those views and go, dang, they must be getting paid. Well, a 1,000 views 
isn't anything. I think you get like 25 cents per thousand view. It's something stupid low, right? Having 6 million subscribers, but you once, twice every year may get a million views on a video, it's crazy. You're not creating anything enough for your own subscribers to check it out. Whatever. Whatever money comes in from YouTube, whatever money comes in from TikTok, social media, and all those platforms, it can't possibly be enough to supplement all the employees I'm sure Complex has all the whatever. Now, they do get advertisements, and they get advertising, and they do things like that. But when you turn your pot, your platform basically into 100% about sneakers, and they still got complex sports and all these other things and whatnot and random interviews here and there. And they do their best to try to stick in music and whatnot. But people really know complex for sneakers. No one looks at complex for music. That That's facts, right? Then you start a complex con, right? Look, this is a sneaker con. You can have whatever you want there, but it, when special release clothing and sneakers come out, this is about fashion, it's about clothing, it's about sneakers. So it's basically a sneaker con times a thousand on steroids, right? That costs a lot of money, even though they charge you. I, I, I highly doubt they're breaking even on that. It's a lot that goes into that. If they're breaking even, they're like, thank God. They may be okay with breaking even into that. You may have to pay your employees to be at things like that for multiple days an entire week. And I'm just from outside looking in. That's all I'm giving you right now. They go there and create content. They go there and they put people on this platform to discuss sneaker of the year who don't know sneakers. You devalue your product when your product is repetitive. It's the same. It's it. It's devalued. I know the value of my show. It ain't a million dollars. It's not. Sorry. If somebody gave me a, offered me a million dollars, I would sign that second. I don't care. They could say, oh, you got to call the podcast the Dookie Podcast. I don't care. I'm signing that second. Because they clearly don't know nothing if they're going to offer this podcast a million dollars. But see, you mess on opportunities like that to give other creators an opportunity. You mess on an opportunity to save yourself millions of dollars. There wouldn't be a full-size run set if they utilized us. There wouldn't be a complex sneaker podcast if they utilized sneaker box podcast. It just wouldn't be. But they would still use us to generate money for themselves without having to spend so much money. Hey, a little bit of something. Hey, you know, you finally making 35000 a year? I don't care. We record once a week. Sure, why not? You want me to record twice a week? Hey, yo, give me 60000 a year. I don't care. I have a career. I have a job. As long as you're okay with this platform staying the way it is, us being able to voice our opinions. Look, when you have individual podcasters like Pat McAfee and things like that signing podcast deals for almost triple digits just by themselves for one show, and your entire network can barely garnish the triple digits of millions, yes, granted, still millions, that's a problem. Which to me shows that, oh, we got to get rid of full-size run. You could call it the last season if you want, but it's a money-cut thing. Don't be surprised if Complex doesn't exist in a while or the name changes. Don't be surprised. And that's just my little two cents on the topic. I know I was a little bit long-winded. You're probably like, okay, we get it. I get it. But people were asking me to talk about it, and I wanted to talk about it. And I legit feel I'm right. And I do feel a little vindicated. You don't give anybody else the same opportunity. Look, let's talk about YouTube people, right? This is why YouTube people make so much money, right? Because they're individuals. 
A person with their cell phone who is committed to walking around every day going like this can make a lot of money for them. Them. I'm not a network when I'm this. This is all that matters in me. Yo. 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 Yo, look at me. Yo, out here, you know, about to pull this prank. Uh, Watch me make this girl think. Any money that comes from that to trick anybody to watch something stupid, that money 100% goes to them. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, do you eat booty? That's pretty much 99% of YouTube. Uh, yo, um, if you go on a date, would you expect the woman to pay? That, that's the other percentage of YouTube. That's why a lot of YouTubers, creators are, are so lucrative. They're making a lot of money for themselves. They're not making a, a network. They stick to what they know, and they're fine with that money that comes in for them independently, and they can move on with that. Whatever. That's my two cents on that topic. Full-size run, complex, all that. Complex should be worth about a billion dollars. It really should. Complex networks should be worth a billion dollars, and it's not. It's not even worth half. It's not even a quarter. Uh, what else did I have to talk about today? Uh, shoot, was that it? Oh, uh, shout out to the homie, and I forgot who it was, but he asked me, um, you know, talking about the current state of sneakers and stuff like that today. You know, he was like, man, is there anything? Oh, he sent me uh, the official pictures of the KD Galaxy uh, four or whatnot. And, you know, he was like, Oh, I know you said that you, I said, you know, he was like, man, but what a time. And I'm like, you know, it's always good to reminisce about stuff like that. Authenticity, people who are outside with you, people who are outside somewhere else at the same time as you people kept out, camped out for galaxy foams for days, not hours, days. All right. I remember when you used to be able to sell your spot in line. I remember walking up in the line, like, yo, I got a hundred bucks. It might give me a spot. I'm five people back. I'll go five people back, make 100 bucks, 200 bucks. But you don't know nothing about that. Not all of you. Some do. Some don't. Um, but he asked me, he said, but remember that time he said, do you think there's any point in time, let's say today, that a sneaker or a brand or anything could get you to camp outside for 24 hours, right? First, he said 48 hours, which is an, which is an absolutely no. The only way I'll camp outside for 48 hours is to save somebody's life. Okay. <laughs> like, today, I'm talking about today. The only way I will camp outside for 48 hours is to save somebody's life. And yeah, what about a million dollars? Okay. Excluding like a million dollars or just large, stupid amount of money. The only way I will camp outside for 48 hours is to save somebody's life. Now, 24 hours, right? There's a big gap in it. He said, is there anything? I said, no, there's no sneaker or anything that I feel that could get me to go outside to camp for 24 hours for it. And here's the reason why, right? It's not necessarily the kid, the, the state of where sneakers are right now. It's not necessarily about that. It's the fact of where I am in my life, right? You know, shout out to my dog, Rick, right? My homie, Rick, you know, me and him talk regularly, you know, as much as we can. And, you know, we always talk about, um, um, sneakers and things like that you know we just have just general conversations and stuff like that that's my dog right you know i love this podcast because i've made 
what I consider friendships with some people that live across the country. You know what I mean? If I'm ever in his state, me and him are gonna go post up, get some, get something to eat, chill, hang out. You know what I mean? Um, but he had sent me a picture of a sneaker and asked me that I want it. Right? Um, I'm not gonna tell you how and why, but he asked me that I want it, and I said I'm good, fam. I'm reading my text message right now for those listening. Right? I said I'm good, fam. I said, when I say I'm over shoes, I'm really over. It's it's so much work, right? He said, ha ha, you're thinking of it as work, which makes it a lesson, which makes it less enjoyable. And I said, feels like something that was a hobby when when you're younger, now feels like a responsibility. I've said, which I talked about in this podcast numerous times, I'm legit addicted to sneakers, and I know it. And being cool with it isn't cool to me anymore. Like, I know it's a problem for me. I don't wear my sneakers. I wore Lost and Found ones this weekend to the soccer field, destroyed, dusty. I ran soccer drills with the kids in them just to force myself to wear them. At this stage and this age, it's like, what does this do for me? I'm 40 years old with three kids, three kids, right? You find your joy in these other things, going on vacation. You find your joy in spending time here, going to nice restaurants, the joy of things that give you like this instant satisfaction that doesn't, that lasts a little bit longer, right? I still feel how I could still drum up how good it felt for me to be in Paris. I'm going back. I'm getting me an apartment in Paris when I retire with my beautiful wife. My kids would be here with their kids and stuff. I'm going to Paris. But that's a fit. There's no sneaker that has ever made me feel that way. There is no sneaker that can ever make me feel that way. So there's absolutely no way I could ever find myself camping outside for a sneaker again. Even if they said, sorry, it's only released at Manor. There's all the place to get it. And I really love it a lot. I'm just not getting it then. I'm just not. Yo, it's only coming out at this one location in the state of Arizona, and I happen to be here, and it, I'm not going to get it. I don't care if it's a Yeezy. T- I don't, it, I'm don't. i not, but that's because of me. It got, I'm not telling you not to. I'm not telling you to feel that way, but, you know, that's me. So, you know, it, it's it's it, it's just understanding yourself right now. You know, I more power to anybody willing to go outside and camp for anything right now, but I hope that at some point some people come to the realization of, like, you can still love sneakers, you can still buy sneakers and still have sneakers, but understand that, like, the sneakers will never give you anything. And there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this and go, no, no, duh, Greg, like, you know, sneakers aren't our lives. Man, there there are people whose their entire personalities and lives are sneakers. Like, even when they try to disguise that with other things, it's like, let me post a picture of my family but we all got on Jordan 3 reimagines. This is really a sneaker pick. It's not a family pick. It's really a sneaker pick. You you may not be able to understand that. It may go over your head, but that's what it is. It's like... (sighs) But to answer the question, no, there's no sneaker or whatnot that I would ever find myself camping out for at this stage in my life. But... You know, it is what it is. So, like I said, man, I appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, subscribes to this podcast. I'm not doing NFL picks. I could care less anymore. Like, honestly, doing NFL picks is more of a thing that, like, me and George like to talk about and do. But, you know, that additional time that it does that keeps me away from my family just to talk about sports, it's not worth it for me. So, you know, shout out to everybody. I, I'm not doing NFL picks. Sorry. Uh, so let's get to the top ten list, right? 
Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, share this podcast. Appreciate everybody who supports this podcast. Appreciate everybody who understands everything that I just talked about today. Appreciate those who like the podcast, whether that's just me or George or Rico or Andy or Don or whomever else comes on the pod, Jay in China, whomever else it is. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. So let's do this top 10 this to stick to the fall thing in, in November. I'm doing top 10 orange sneakers based off the orange being a color of fall. Um, and it is Thanksgiving-ish, um, you know, end of October-ish, you know, beginning of November-ish. So you still see pumpkins, you still see things around. So um, I don't have any honorable mentions. Like I said, I made this list off the top of my head, and I firmly love this list. I think I made a, actually a great list, and I feel like if I would have had time to really think about it and do research, I think I would have made picked the exact same sneakers, maybe a different order, but I would have picked the same list. So let's get this going. My number 10, top 10 orange sneakers to me. I got number 10, the Booker One. Look, it's an all-orange sneakers to represent the Phoenix Suns. I love the sneaker model. I love the color on the sneaker. I love it being true to the Phoenix Suns and making sure that the Suns do have a true colorway to represent the team. That's the team he was drafted on. That's the team that he represents, and that's the team that, you know, in our in-state that I root for. Um, some may not have it on the list already, but I do. I have it at number 10. It's not out yet. Don't have it in hand. Haven't seen it. Haven't worn it. I don't know. It could be knocked off the list if I get it in hand. It's whack, but it is what it is. Number nine, I got, um, oh, sorry. Couldn't read my writing. I got the Dunk Low Syracuse. Dunk Low Syracuse is one of, the, like, what I consider the OG dunks of, of uh, and it's part of the back-to-school pack or whatever it was called when they had, like, a Syracuse high and now it's a low. Or, and I could be getting that wrong or whatnot, but I consider it one of the OGs of when dunks came back in the last three, four years, right? You had your St. John's, your Syracuse, your Kentucky, you know, you had those were, like, sort of, like, the trinity of, like, dunks are back, right? Syracuse dunk at one point was $700, I think. Now, I think they may be 180 200 maybe. Um, but I love my Syracuse dunk. Shout out to the homie. Um, not gonna say who it was who hooked us up for free. Me and George with our pairs, man. That's my dog. And I haven't seen him on Instagram in a long time, man. Shout out to I'm not gonna say his name. Um don't know what that was out there. Number eight, I got the dunk low ceramics. Um it's part of that ugly duck pack, but the ceramics dunks all suede and all suede dunk, you can never go wrong. Oh shoot, just spilled my soda. Um all suede dunks is un, 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 undeniable fire. Uh, the green, the orange, I love it. It's one of my favorite dunks. I don't own any of them. I had the ugly duckling of the, uh, or ceramic and the ugly duckling on the Air Max Ones. Fire, uh, not for me, ended up taking them back, but the dunk, fire. I think they re-released the Dusty Olives or Ugly Duckling, whatever you want to call them, uh, last week, but um, shout out to them, they'll just fire. Um, number, that was number eight. Number seven, I got the LeBron James 9 Big Bang. Um, the LeBron James 9 is number one, two, or three, the greatest LeBrons ever. Um, it's a really big, bulky sneaker, but the fact that you can do something so beautifully with the theme of space and stuff like that for the All-Star game, and in orange, in bright orange. It's not like orange. It is orange. It is really a big bang, and that joint be fire. That big bang had the streets going crazy, all right? Um, you know, if you probably had to pick the order of what you would like in the All-Star pack, I think everybody would go Foamposite Galaxy first, KD Galaxy second, and then Big Bang. 
um, which is understandable. It doesn't take anything less than the Big Bang. Like, if anybody said Big Bang 2 or 1 or whatnot, I wouldn't take that, wouldn't argue it, you know what I mean? But, you know, it wasn't well-received reserved when it retroed, and partly because it's a LeBron 9, it's a boot, times have changed, and also it is bright orange, you know what I mean? But they did that, they did that shoe supreme justice. I love it. Um, number six, I got the Lobster SB, uh, the Complex Lobster, the orange one. Look, like I said, it, it was lazy to me from Complex. I mean, sorry, not Complex, Concepts. It was lazy. Um, you can make purple, green, yellow, blue, red, brown, black, white. You can make any color you want in it. I know they base it off actual lobsters that exist, but fam, it can never be whack. You can look at it and go, fam, it's it's cool, it's lazy, it's easy. It's the easy way out. Complex has not come out with anything that will quantum fire be classified as heat in the last four years by any means. That lobster, orange lobster, it's heat, but it's easy. It's the easy way out. Number five, I got the AirTech Challenge 2 Australia Opens. I have the U.S. Opens, the Wimbledons, the French Opens, but I don't have the Australian Opens, but I've been watching this pair of Australian Opens on eBay for about three years, and they will not budge on the price, and they will not give it to me for what I want to pay. They're $350, $328 on eBay. I'm not paying that. Now, I will pay $225. I'll maybe, maybe pay $250, but you're not going to get three-something out of me for those. The shoe is fire. Not a ton of orange on it, but it's enough orange to me to why I quantify it as an orange sneaker. Orange with the baby blue and the white of an AirTex Challenge 2. F absolute fire. It, to me, is my favorite out of all of the AirTex Challenge 2 open pack. It, it is stupid fire. It's better than the U.S. Open, better than the Wimbledon. It's better than the French Open. It is stupid fire. Look it up. AirTex Challenge 2 Australian Open. Number four, I got the Air Drone 1 Shatter Backboard. Hold up, man. Shatter Backboard had the streets and a chokehold, right? Um, it became the uh, the measuring of what good leather is, right? Um, it's one of those sneakers that came out of nowhere. A lot of people had not. I, I had never known Michael Jordan even shattered a backboard in his career until I saw that that team he played for or whatnot. Um, the sneaker is beautiful. It's a timeless sneaker. Um, if you own one, man, more power to you. Um, if they retroed it, I definitely cop without a not even a question. Same quality, same everything. I'm a cop without it, period. Um, number three, I got the New Balance Luxury Goods. That Luxury Goods, New Balance Concepts collaboration. And this is like, you know, one of those models that like solidified as complex. As be I mean, sorry, I keep saying complex. Concepts as being 1A, 1B to Kith in greatest collaboration sneakers of all time. This Luxury Goods in hand is legit luxury goods. I mean, it's beautiful. It's all orange. It's phenomenal suede. It's great. I mean, it's undeniable fire. Now, would I pay the resale price for what it was? No, not 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 now. Um, you know, I pay a good two hundred for it or something like that, maybe. But I don't really have a place right now in my life for an all orange sneaker like that. But it's definitely in the top five, and that's why I got it at number three. Number two, this is a personal favorite of mine. It probably should have been a little bit the personal favorite of mine. I got the Air Max One, the pattern. They had the wave on the uh, side, lip, whatever, tongue, whatever. Um, to me, I looked at it and go, man, this is one of the first times that somebody actually altered the Air Max One. Like, altered it in a way that you go, like, oh, shite. Like, this is different. That wave made a, a, a ridiculous difference. It added something to it, to me. 
had the vintage look. It had the wave on it. It was like, dang, somebody finally did something to this. I would have expected uh, Virgil and Off-White to have done something first, but they didn't. I don't even think there's an Air Max 1 that exists from Off-White yet. Um, I'm sure they'll probably come out with one eventually maybe, but who knows. But the fact that the Paddle 1 is like that, and Paddle has a history of phenomenal, some of the greatest Air Max 1s of all time with using different materials, great colorways, great color blocking. But this one, you stick to like two solid colors, your white, your orange. They came out with a white and a baby blue. Then they came out with a triple blackish, And then they came out with a white one. And just that simple making those waves in it made a huge difference and made it phenomenal. Um, and then number one, I got the Dunk SB Flash. I mean, you had to be there. You know, a lot of people will look at this and look at the picture on the screen and go, that's your number one, but that Dunk SB Flash. Well, I'm talking about a sneaker that I think at one point was $1,000 Dunk SB um, there was some other ones I would have used, but it was nothing else I was going to pick above an SB Flash. An SB Flash is something that I would cop to this day if it retro. There are certain things that you know that you're willing to cop again, and that's one of them. Um, it was rare to find a pair. Every once in a while, a Nike Dunk exchange at a sneaker event, you'll see one on tables. Um, you know, cats like Skate, you know, Skate probably has a Flash. There's a lot of cats out here who've been in the game for a long time that, you know, understand what a Flash is, but the, the Flash, that orange and black, uh, stop. Like, stop it. So you may look at it and go, oh, that's it. Orange and black. I think the other ones are better. You may think that. You may think Big Bangs are better than Flash, but you're wrong. Um, and I'm here to tell you that. And if you disagree with this list, I mean, whatever, man. Go brush your teeth. Uh, appreciate about like, subscribe, share this podcast. That's a sneak this. Pow, 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 pow. Mm-hmm.